I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me in the studio today is Stephen Mars, the Director of Public Archives, the Delaware Public Archives, and Delaware's State Archivist. Welcome, Steve. How you doing, Paul? It's so good to have you here. It's, I, I've, I've had an opportunity to interview your counterparts in the other cultural agencies with Department of State, Annie Norman from Libraries and mm-hmm. Tim Slavin from Historical and Cultural Affairs. And now we have the triumvirate here, having public archives here. Talk to us a little bit, for those who aren't familiar with public archives, about what Delaware's public archives are and what what they provide for Delaware. Great. Sounds good. Glad to be here. I bring you greetings from the Delaware Public Archives, located in Delaware's capital city of Dover. Uh, The archives' mission is to collect and preserve and safeguard the documented historical records of Delaware's rich history. We have over 10.4 million documents over 1.5 million photographs, and a library that contains almost 8,000 books on Delaware's history. Some of them are very rare, and some of them are one of a kind. In addition, we have over 25,000 audio and visual materials that are referencing Delaware's rich history. The Archives has really a firm and long-standing commitment to share our wonderful Delaware stories with the patrons in Delaware and throughout the world in as many ways as possible. And in, in, in doing so, we've actually increased our exhibits for people to see as they do, in fact, come to the archives. And I'd be glad to talk to you about them, um, given the opportunity, Paul. Oh, I absolutely have the opportunity. Uh, I'm curious, uh, could, could you talk a little bit about the range of items that you have? Uh, you know, uh, what, what kinds of things do you document? Well, it's it, it's a broad spectrum of, of materials and documents. Our documents go back to the mid-17th century all the way up to the present. And sometimes people always ask me this question, what's the most important document that you have in the public archives? Um, and what does that mean to you, Steve, as the state archivist? And my reply is always the same. The most important document that we have at the Delaware Public Archives is something that someone finds in our archives, whether you're a patron whether you're a researcher, whether you're a historian, or just chasing whatever types of information. And they say and they exclaim in our research room, oh my God, I never knew you had that stuff here. That's what makes an archives a good place to be, to come and find whatever you're looking for. And how? what are some of the different ways that people can access that information? Because I know you've been incredibly proactive in digitizing materials and, and, and making the materials that you have accessible? Well, certainly you can find many of our materials in a digitized format on our um, from our website, which mm-hmm. is um, archives.delaware, spelled out, .gov. Um, but also come in and visit us. We have over 1,500 people that come in every month to utilize our services. We have trained archivists that are able to help you sort through the information that you might want to be able to locate whatever you want to find. And they're great at doing that. They're great at helping you articulate the question of what you're really looking for. Because sometimes it's always difficult to come and ask for somebody to help them find something. Right. So do you have things like genealogical records, uh, photographs, uh, newspaper clippings? You just said it. Those are words right out of my <laughs> mouth, Paul. Um, 
But what's in, important to know, especially let's talk about the photographs. They deal specifically with Delaware scenes and mm-hmm. Delaware people okay. and Delaware historical sites. And you have over 1.5 million of them. We have a postcard collection of thousands of postcards, which, by the way, we had an exhibit a few years ago, which was of outstanding interest to the public. Because when people come in to look at our postcards, they also come in to read the backs of the postcards Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and what the messages are being sent. And you find out a good aspect of the social consciousness and what people were thinking at a particular time when they were writing the postcard. Um, we often also have a, a, a statement that says in, in, in one of our brochures that if you were born, if you went to school, if you got married, if you got divorced, and if you reach that last chapter, you die. Eventually, we're going to have your records in the Delaware hmm. Public Archives. Okay. So, pe- so people can do that kind of research by coming into archives. And you're open regular open, state hours, 8 to 4.30? We're open from 8.30 to 4, Monday through Friday. And on the first Saturday of each month, from one to four o'clock. Okay, talk a little bit about your facility because it's really a beautiful space. I appreciate you thanking that. I I, I feel that our building is the um, most beautiful in state government. When you come into the uh, to the Capitol and you wind your way down Martin Luther King Boulevard, you'll see the sandstone building on your right hand side that says Delaware Public Archives. It's a it's a relatively new facility. It's from the year 2000. It was built in adjacent to the original archives building, which was built in the 1930s. And I've already mentioned to you what we house in there. But the access to that, there's free parking. The archives is free. We have beautiful exhibits that have been going on for the past uh, year. Uh, you do want to hear about them, don't yes, you? Yes, okay. let's, let's go down that path. <laughs> I'd love to talk to you about our exhibits because it means so much. Um, you can talk about documents and you can talk about photographs and you can talk about fo- books. But when you see it in a general exhibit and what it means, it sends out a different types of venue um, to individuals. We had recently the Native American History in Delaware um, exhibit and display and that we do just about every year in September, which is Native American Month. The Great War in the First State exhibit, which is our major exhibit that's going on now and will last well into 2019. And that opened in November. And our guest speaker was our good senator and friend of the archives, Senator Tom Copper. And that's timely. It's, I believe, the 100th anniversary Absolutely. It's of the, the centennial. end of World War I. The right. centennial of the Great the War. The war to end all wars. <laughs> here, it didn't, didn't work, did it, Paul? No. Uh, here we use documents and photographs and other ephemera to tell the story of Delaware's involvement in World War I. And most importantly, we present to individuals 85 pieces of trench art. Trench art was art that was made from spent shell casings and other debris that was left over from battles during World War I. It was made by the soldiers as well as as the locals as a form of therapy, but also as a form of marketing, mm-hmm. and people made money off, off of that. We have 85 pieces of that that are extraordinary. You have to see it to believe it. And I have seen it, and I can verify that it really is an outstanding exhibition. We also have, in unison with that, a permanent exhibit of the USS Delaware Destroyer Silver Set. This was a 22-piece U.S. Navy officially presented Silver Set 
to the staff and crew of the USS Delaware destroyer. And that is just massive. We have that housed in four floor-to-ceiling exhibit cases in our exhibit area. It's sparkling, it's solid silver, and it's spectacular to see. And I wouldn't want to have the responsibility of keeping it sparkling. (laughs) Well, with that goes not only keeping it, but also security. Oh, yeah. Your archives in the state of Delaware is one of the most secure buildings in state government. Mm -hmm. There's cameras everywhere. Um, I probably don't even know where they're all at, but they're there. I know that. Moreover, we have, um, in conjunction with the USS Delaware Destroyer, which was commissioned in 1910 and lasted it was decommissioned in 1922. We have the only known vessel artifacts associated with that ship. That's the USS Delaware Bell and the nameplate. And they are on permanent exhibit outside adjacent to the archives. You can see them on Martin Luther King Boulevard. And I will tell you that the USS Delaware Bell is a great place for selfies. You see students out there, you see visitors, you see anyone that comes by. They love to take a picture there. It's a beautiful monument, really, in front of the original archives building. That's correct. That was the original entranceway that we have there. So we're very, very pleased to have that. Um, Right now, we're we're opening. We just recently opened the Delaware-Swedish Tercentenary Celebration Revisited. And it's really a – it's been 380 years since the Swedes and Finns landed in Wilmington on the Rocks, mm-hmm. now known as the Fort Christina State Park. And in 1938, there was a major exhibition for a 300th anniversary of that. The state of Delaware hosted uh, President Franklin Roosevelt and members of the Swedish royal family. And we felt that 50 years since that date, which is – 380 years since the landing, Mm -hmm. it was important to revisit that. Mm -hmm. And what we've done is we have beautiful um, mementos, documents, programming, beautiful medals that were given out at that time to individuals to come um, who actually partook in the um, exhibition. And we also have a wonderful collection of Delaware tercentenary white porcelain commemorative spoke dinner plates. They're mm. beautiful. Mm. Um, a long way to of, of an adjective to describe them, but they are beautiful. There's like eight or nine of them that we have out there, and they are gorgeous to see and very, very rare. Mm-hmm. Our ma- next major installation that we're totally enthralled with is going to be opening in October 2018, and this is in cooperation with the Delaware National Guard's American Illustration Collection. And we're going to have that at the public archives. This brand new partnership with the Guard under Major General Carol Timmons is an expansion of our very public and wonderful exhibit that we have in place already, the Great War in the First State. The Guard is loaning us 18 original oil paintings painted by Frank E. Schoonover and Gail Porter Hoskins Mm. that were commissioned by the Ladies Home Journal during World War I. They are massive. They are beautiful, and they're going to be at the archives. The Schoonover and Hoskins paintings, they're just simply remarkable, and we're certainly honored and thrilled that the Guard would choose us as a home for these particular 18 um, paintings. In in addition to these exhibits, we've entered into a partnership 
with the Division of Arts. And I mm-hmm. think, Paul, you're well aware of that I've, division. I've heard something about it, yeah. <laughs> In coordination with the Division of Arts, we've started a new venue called Arts at the Archives. You know, we have documents, and we have photographs, and we have books, and we have audiovisual um, venues that tell a story of Delaware's history. But there's other ways to tell history, and that's through the arts. Um, we've transformed underutilized space to be able to present to the public various artisans and their artworks. Our first person we had was um, Marcy Tauber. She's a Newark-based fused glass artist, and she had an installation in our building last year. And we're happy to say that in February, we unveiled a pastel tripack by Nick Serator, who created three custom paintings of really breathtaking scenes uh, within uh, Sussex County. And they're in long-term exhibition in our um, building now. They're for people to come and see. Mm-hmm. And Nick, um, I think you might know, is a resident of Lewis. Yep. He's a full-time artist. He has a studio in Milton. And he received the 2012 Individual Artist Fellowship Grant from the Division of Arts. Right. So we're thrilled to have his works. And we think that that's important. That's an important coordination effort that we have with, with another sister agency within the, within the Department of State to showcase some of the artists and their artwork. And I attended the unveiling of those three paintings of, of Nick's, and they really are spectacular. I mean, they're, they're beautiful in a beautifully remodeled or renovated, I should say, Delaware room mm-hmm. at the archives, a, a great meeting space, and uh, really uh, just some beautiful work. Want to continue our discussion about public archives and your work as state archivist, uh, but first remind our listeners that you tuned into News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guest in the studio today is Stephen Mars, the director of the Delaware Public Archives and the state archivist. Now, uh, I'm curious, Steve, uh, to talk a little bit about your, uh, the, the materials that you have in the archives. Um, you continue to collect, correct? Absolutely. So how, uh, what considerations go into what you, can, what you add to the collection? I mean, I, I, going through my parents' uh, memorabilia, you know, I, I can't imagine you would want all of it. But how, how do you make, you know, determinations as to what will go, what, what you will add to the collection? Well, there's a number of ways. First of all, each state agency has what they call a retention schedule of what they're going to be, have to be doing with their public documents. And based on that schedule, many of those documents do, in fact, come into the public archives. So any state agency that you start thinking of and naming off the hundreds and hundreds of them, they come into us. But there's also what we call donors that do like exactly what you say. They're going through their materials and they find these documents. Are they historic? They don't know. What do they mean? Do they tell a story? And they come in. We have what we call an accession committee that actually meets and reviews the materials that are going to be donated against certain standards. And those standards are basically do, how do they relate to Delaware's history? Mm-hmm. And you can find many examples of that. Um, we have people that come in with deeds. We have people that come in with photographs. We have people that come in with, with scrapbooks. We have people that come in with postcard collections. Mm-hmm. And we meet and we all decide, yes, this fits into our mission to collect and preserve Delaware's social and cultural history. But we also look at that not only does it meet our mission, but how does it meet the needs of our patrons 
who might want to come in and do research and see these materials and have some type of recollection of what they mean to them. So that's part of, of the overall strategy that, that we do there. We're very thrilled when people come in. I think one of the hardest things is to say, no, this is not you know, what we kind of collect. But we don't end it as just a no. We, tied, we, we attempt to triage where another mm-hmm. facility, another right. state archives, mm-hmm. another private institution might be interested in those materials. Mm-hmm. And we help to triage individuals to mm-hmm. do that. Interesting. Now, you, you've touched on some of the partnerships that you have. Can you talk a little bit more about who you partner with and how, what advantage that serves uh, you? We, part, we, we partnership with not only your particular division, but certainly the Division of Historical and Culture Flares and Libraries. Um, and we look at our historical societies. We look at the Delaware Heritage Commission, which is an offshoot and, and works very closely with the Delaware Public Archives. And we have friends of the archives. We deal with them as well, who have been been very, very supportive of our endeavors. So we're out there. We deal with other archives. We deal with the National Archives and Records Administration in, in Washington, and those become our partners. They help us with our understanding of how we can enhance our procedures and our protocols and what's the new types of approaches as you begin to conserve and preserve materials. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I'm I'm curious. With the, do, am I correct that Public Archives is responsible for the historical markers that I see on the roadsides? Very good. I'm glad you reminded me of that. That's <laughs> one of our foremost programs. It's called the Delaware Historical Marker Program. Throughout Delaware, we have about 570 of those types of markers. In fact, I just did a dedication last Friday with the Village Improvement Association in Rehoboth Beach for the Children's Fishing Pier um, marker. That was a historical site that was used. Um, It's an actual fishing pier, but it was built from materials of the boardwalk and historical structures that were destroyed in the Great Storm of 1962. So we have those um, markers out there. They are wonderful documents of how they preserve historical sites, historical buildings, and historical um, personages as it relates to Delaware's history. So that's, that's one of our most uh, outstanding programs, and we love to do those in cooperation um, with the individuals and the constituents and the legislators. One of the important things about that program to understand is that we ourselves at the archives don't identify areas where a historical marker I was going to ask or, you, how do you figure or out or where be. these markers are going to go? Constituents do. Okay. And we work with them in documenting whether, in fact, the history is true. We have documentation to prove it or it's just anecdotal information. And then we work very closely with the legislator who, in fact, and legislators who actually finance the, the markers. So it's not the archives itself doing it. But we will document and make sure that the historical fact is correct before that marker goes up, and we are responsible. I am responsible as a state archivist for the final text that goes on them. We only had responsibility from that program from 1990, so if you see some markers prior to that that may not be exactly historically accurate, let us know. Okay. I was going to say, so you have staff that that research uh, the information and 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 draft it's got to be documented, and then ultimately you mm-hmm. you sign off on what goes on the signs. Absolutely, yeah. and it, as you say, it's probably the most 
prominent feature of the work that you do for people who travel around the state? Because I, I can't think of a day I drive somewhere where I don't see one marker at least somewhere along Philadelphia Pike or or wherever. You know. And it's just a, a testimony yeah. to the historic nature of the first state. Mm-hmm. There are so many historical aspects, buildings and people and scenery right. and sites that relate to the state that they should be recognized, yeah. not just for generations now, but for generations in, in the future. So with that, we, you know, we, we welcome individuals to come to the archives, do some research, find something about your area, have mm-hmm. some fun. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got about a minute or two left. Is there any topic we haven't covered? I know you, you came very well prepared. Just want to make sure we covered everything you wanted to cover. As an archivist, you're always prepared. <laughs> uh, we would just say that people are welcomed. You don't have to feel uneasy about coming into this, this building at all. We have trained staff that have probably addressed many of the similar types of questions. You're going to come in as a patron, and we can steer you in the right direction and help you find the information that you're looking for. Plus, we have wonderful exhibits. Bring, the, bring your children. Bring yourselves. Come and have a good time at the, at the Delaware Public Archives in the capital city of Dover. I know one thing we didn't touch on, but I, I, I want to— uh commend you for the work that Archives does, and that is engaging students, uh, Delaware's uh, student population in the work of Delaware history. I know that your agency is very actively involved in in Delaware Day, which is a fourth grade project statewide where they learn about the the U.S. Constitution and and the three branches of government, and they have these uh, projects that they they do, and this is done in partnership with Historical and Cultural Affairs. I believe Madeline Dunn. Madeline uh, Dunn of that office coordinates that project. Mm-hmm. But you always host the reception and the the award ceremony for the students, so students have an opportunity to understand more about Delaware. Stephen Mars from Public Archives, our state archivist. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for the work you do in preserving Delaware's culture, heritage, and promoting research. Thank you. Glad to be here.